Welcome to Doug and Joe Talk. I'm Doug. I am not Joe. I am Mark. <laughs> Filling in for Joe, who is on sabbatical. Welcome, Mark. Thank you. It's pleasure, good to be here. Pleasure to have you here. Good to be here. Um, so, um, to begin, uh, I want to tell you what we're smoking. I'm only going to review the one I'm smoking. We're smoking a different cigar today. Um, one I actually think is a fairly well-known cigar. Uh, there are actually kind of two Rocky Patel cigars that are well-known. This is probably uh, one of the two most well-known Rocky Patels. It is the 1990 vintage, right? Mm-hmm. The, which is kind Correct. of the burgundy label. Uh, Rocky Patel that he's smoking. A uh, very well-known Rocky Patel cigar. One I've had four or five times. And I am smoking the... Uh, you got It's about a Toro size for, for Mark. And uh, although we're not going to review it, just... Give me a 10-second... Oh, it's... You know, you've yeah, been smoking it for two minutes. Lovely. It's lovely. Okay. It's, it's, it's a very... Just lovely. There's nothing bad about it. Okay. Yeah. And I have uh, one that I've... Uh, I think I might have smoked once before. I've never smoked the Lancero, but it's the Don Pepin Blue. And uh, it is... Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get into all what it is here in just a second, but I, I think I had one before, and when I smoked it, I'm like, it's good, but it's not great. But it's supposed to be great. So I'm like, i got to try it again. So I bought one. It's probably been two years in my humidor. And I thought, this is a good time wow. to do it. I don't have two of them to share with Joe. I've just got the one. And so I'm going to pull it out and try it. And so here's the skinny on the Don Pepin Blue. It is, um, uh, it's labeled as a Cuban-esque cigar, which I would almost think I wouldn't like as well as, say, a Dominican cigar. But I don't know that for sure. I'm not that much of an expert yet. It's on Nicaraguan. It has the Corojo 99 wrapper, which I've been known to kind of dig Corojo and, and the Criollo, which are kind of similar if you, if you dig into the genetics of tobacco a little bit. But the Criollo 99, Don Pepin kind of made it popular. You know, he, he blended some good cigars with it, and so it's kind of grown in popularity. And um, I can't remember the source, but somewhere, and I, I will assume it was a reputable source, have scored this cigar as number eight among the world's top 25 cigars. Wow. That seems pretty impressive. So um, I'm not going to tell you what it's supposed to taste like, except maybe I will at the end, but I'm not even going to read it because I want to uh, just kind of be honest with you and tell you um, what I think it tastes. And um, <laughs> because I know it's all Nicaraguan, I'm assuming it's going to be strong and it's going to be almost too earthy for me and not sweet enough. And it might have too much spice. But since I've had it in my hands for two minutes, it doesn't seem too spicy. It is very earthy and probably coffee. But we didn't give it a... You know, we haven't had it lit five minutes. A lot of times Joe and I will give a five or ten minute light before we turn on the recording. But hmm, I was kind of late. And so I've been rushing it a bit. I'll give you more at the first (coughs) first update. Maybe. (coughs) That's my cold, not the the cigar smoke. (laughs) Um, and I am not stuffed up like I was on the, on the last show, so I think I should be able to smell and taste this pretty good, even though I still have a little bit of cold in my chest. It's not too bad, so, um, yeah, so, so good start with the Don Pepin Blue, and, um, so Doug and Joe Talk today is kind of Doug and Mark Talk, so, um, so yeah, Yeah. it seems like (laughs) the media is, everything has been about the wall. Yeah. Is there anything not wall 
that's been interesting. <laughs> Not, I, you know, there's still rumblings about everything else, the Mueller investigation and, and all that, but yeah, it's really just been focused on the wall. Um, yeah. That's, that's pretty much it, which, you know what, rightly so, the government's shut down. I mean, that correlates with the wall, too. Government shut down, and all these people are going to go hungry now. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's basically it. One with the other and neither, neither side is, is going to give an inch right now. So here we are. Yeah. A small comment. I wish I had the exact percentage, but I don't, I'm pretty sure I've stole this from Mark Levin, but he was throwing out facts of like, of all of the essential employees, he threw out a percentage and said only this percentage is, is, is non-essential. So if you look at Government employees are only this percentage of yeah. all employees. Yeah. And then he said, yeah. the non-essentials are only this small percentage of government employees. Right. <laughs> and so right. he's like, you've got a percentage of a percentage of a percentage. <laughs> right. And it's a lot of people. But Hopefully. it's not like it's not like our world's going to crumble. No. And it's not like it's the government's responsibility on one hand to give somebody a job. Right. If I don't get a job, it's not the government's responsibility to take care of me. It's my responsibility. Right. Exactly. So the fact that it's this little... You know, percentage, and people are making a big deal of it. And even Trump, you know, saying, oh, there's no reason for the shutdown, you know. Right. Even he's kind of making a big deal of it. Yeah. I just I just don't think it's necessary. I care about the individual people who might be struggling financially. But, yeah. you know, that's just, they're, they're trying to make a big deal out of something. that That's not the big deal. Not having a wall is a big deal. You know? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So, um, exactly. we can, uh, we might unpack that a little more. Because, and it's a little unfair on the podcast, since Joe and I kind of run the podcast, then we, we cannot talk about something if we, <laughs> we don't want to. And that's been in the media so much. I actually want to start with a little more lo- lighthearted stuff and then maybe come back to the wall. <laughs> okay. Mainly because I was driving a little bit over the speed limit, rushing Uh-oh. to get here. And so I feel like I need to calm down a minute Good. and talk about something Good. a little more uh, laid back. So, J.C. Penny. Not political at all, but but kind of current events thing is really um, struggling financially. Okay, uh, across the nation, apparently they've closed some stores and are looking at maybe closing some more. And they left Oskaloosa, I'm guessing three four years ago. I was going to say about two. <clears throat> okay, about two. Yes. Okay. So somewhere in there, and I actually knew a manager that worked there. And I'm not going to quote him, but I can kind of give you the gist of some of the things he said. He had some of the high-up managers coming in, and they kept pushing the products that they were pushing at all stores. And this guy... Don't want my cigar. Keep that lit. Keep that lit, yeah. You don't want to talk too much. Um, But he he was saying, look, you're pushing stuff that sells well in the cities. Yeah. But this is Oskaloosa, Iowa. Southeast Iowa, rural America. Yeah. And you're pushing this urban stuff. And yeah, three kids from William Penn College, maybe ten, yeah. are going to come in and maybe buy one or two of those. And maybe you got a couple high school kids that want to be, I can't think of the, just want to be more hip-hop. They're going to buy a couple things. But he's like, <laughs> all this stuff you're pushing, like people here aren't buying. It's like, yeah. they're going to buy this normal stuff. Yeah. Yeah. you got some of the old guys going to buy the old guy stuff you sell. But this urban stuff just isn't going to sell. And... The manager was like, "We don't have a choice. That's that's what we have to have to push." Yeah, and he's like, "We can't sell it. It's like you're you're pushing us, basically saying you're pushing us in the ground because you're forcing us to sell yeah. urban stuff that won't sell." Supply and demand, and there's no demand. <laughs> right. So there it is. And it, that was probably nine months before they left town. 
Yeah. And I think he I think he saw it coming and he he'd had some other job prospects out there as well. But um but I guess my heart goes out to anybody that might lose a job because a business sure. closes. That that's tough. It's always tough changing career and changing that. But I wanted to at least throw that out there and say, you know, you got to be a good business. Uh-huh. Wherever you are. Yep. Whether you're in Oskaloosa or somewhere else. And I can imagine that's hard when you try to brand something and sell a certain product and then you go to a different market, it might not sell. Right. You know? Yep. Gotta be diverse. Yep. So, uh, do you know anything about the Sears buyout? I know the Sears Kmart, uh, I know the, the, you know, in order to not go into bankruptcy, they're trying to liquidate and sell certain parts and all that. I know actually, is it Lowe's bought the Craftsman name or oh, was I didn't it Home know that. Depot? Okay, that's One of the two, Lowe's or Home Depot bought the Craftsman okay. name, but there's still a lot left, you know? Um, uh, but yeah, for a, for a company that's been around for, for, you know, 100 plus years, um, yeah, it's bye-bye. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. And, uh, I, and I think they've been having some trouble for quite a, quite a few years. Yeah. Um, the, and who do you blame? You know. Yeah. You, you're just going to blame Amazon. You're going to blame Walmart. Who knows? It's it's. I don't know. If you don't change. Yeah, as a free market guy, I'm like it doesn't matter who you blame. Yep, that's right. <laughs> either either sell right. buy buy low, sell high, or you yep. don't. Yep. <laughs> you know. That's right. So one that's way right. or the other. Yeah. <laughs> but again. Um, you know, my, my heart goes out to people that, that could lose their jobs. I think I heard, and uh, sometimes I tell Joe we shouldn't talk about things we're not sure of, but I'm pretty sure um, there were some legal things that had to be taken care of, but somebody that was high up in the Sears business wanted to buy it, and there were oh. some questions of whether he could, and I think they got the green light to say, yeah, oh, good. I want to buy this out, okay. which will potentially save some jobs, make a, sure. maybe make a transition a little bit easier Absolutely. for some folks. So, yeah. So that's good. And uh, along this along this same theme, GM Canada, yes, <laughs> three thousand jobs yes. lost, and they're just basically there's no renegotiating. Nope. Just just you know, and I, I hate the fact that a, <laughs> that some union people would actually say, "Well, you can't close down the factory; you have to renegotiate." It's like, um, no, no, no we don't. <laughs> yeah, we can close down. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Their factory, their money, they're the people taking the risk. Yeah. I feel yep. sorry for the 3,000 people that aren't going to have a job. And, you know, with those people mostly being, you know, around one particular factory, that's got to right. be tough on a community, a town, yeah. too. Well, think so. of, like, Maytag. You know, <laughs> Maytag closing down uh, yeah. uh, type thing. Yeah, same thing. Yep. I can only imagine if, like, a Pellicorp or a Vermeer or, or uh, yeah, it, it would just be devastating to that community. It sure would be, and um, when my when Maytag had trouble, my uncle left the community mm-hmm. so that he could have a job at Maytag somewhere else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes you can do that; you don't always have that option. But that is one of the nice things about America. It's like if you don't feel entitled, there's usually opportunities. Right. If you say, "Well, this is where I live; it's where my house is; it's where my family is." Okay, then you might not. You're not guaranteed a job, <laughs> right? Right. Or you may have to take a pay cut and work someplace else until something else opens up. Yep. That's that's part of the risk, you know. It is. Um, or you could start your own business. <laughs> that's what I did. Yes, that's what I did. So, yeah. Um, Best so. thing I ever happened to me. So yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. that too is risk. It is, it's and risk. that's why you that's why you make the money because yeah. you're the one taking yeah. the risk. That's if you right. had an employee, that's he right. couldn't say, well. Wait a minute! You have to keep me on. We need to yeah. negotiate. Nope. No, I don't. <laughs> we don't. I don't. So, 
Mm. And that's one reason why I don't have employees because mm. <laughs> I don't want to have to deal with that type of stuff. I don't I don't like uh, not controversy but but conflict and letting people down and I I'd go broke before I'd let that person down. That's that's what would happen to me. So I want to I want to avoid that as long as possible. As long as possible. Yeah. So. Well, um so we'll we we hit the jobs thing, which was which was kind of kind of good and important because I really wanted to talk about that because I, yeah, I've lost a job before in the past and it, yeah. it sucks. And I think I most know, of us work for a year, sure. you know, yeah, and uh, that that really sucked. That was a that was a low point in my life. But I I want to I want to jump over to kind of entertainment stuff. And at first, this might sound like old news. Kevin Hart, remember, kind of getting kicked off of what was it? The Oscars, I think. The Oscars. The yes. Oscars. Yes. So, um, you know, from a comment <clears throat> he made in the past. Mm-hmm. Which I want to talk about a little bit, but I actually want to talk about the the new thing, which is Ellen DeGeneres kind of came to his defense, which was interesting. That's awfully nice of her. I know, and I I think she is funny. Yep. Um, the, the times that I've seen her, I've, I've laughed at her quite a bit. Um, you know, the fact that she lives a different lifestyle than I choose to live is no big deal. Yeah. Um, I and. She can have the freedom to say it's a good thing to do, and I can have the freedom to say I don't think it's a good thing to do yep. in this country. Yep. But she's funny, and she's a neat comedian, and she basically kind of went to bat for Hart and said, look, you know, somebody needs to stick up for him even though he said this. You know, it was in the past. We need to have a, you know, create a little better environment where people can, you know, where you're not digging up stuff from the past and trying to hammer somebody for it. Yep. Now, she didn't say... It would be okay for him to hate homosexual people right. because it's America, right. which it would I would have been more pleased had she said that. <laughs> but she said, you know, look, we need need to be a better environment. He's a funny comedian, and I'm not sure she even played the black card, you know. But he's he came from the bottom, yep. came and yep. rose to the top. So yep. you know, he's he's kind of the American success story here. She went to bat for him, and. Uh, Sounded like he was going to have a chance to do the Oscars again. I I think he's turning it down. He did. He did. <laughs> he did. Okay. He okay. turned it down. I thought I saw that. Yes. Yep. And yep. so, uh, and I'm kind of glad he did. Yep. And he was pretty diplomatic. Oh, you know, it's a little too soon to prep for it. You know, or whatever. He didn't try to stick it to him back, which was probably a good yeah job thing <laughs> yeah. to yeah. do. Yeah. But Ellen was like getting hammered for sticking yeah. up for him, which. That will blow over a lot faster than what Kevin Hart had to deal with. You're right. Let's face it. I mean, okay. So, do you do you want to go down this rabbit trail? Do you remember do. what Kevin Hart said? Something like, "I hope, I hope one of my kids don't grow up to be gay." Is right. that, that pretty? Close? I hope my I, I don't want my kids to be gay. Right. Okay. So let's go back to Ellen. Mm-hmm. What better person in the world to come to your defense? Someone who is gay, who probably. Went through the the trials. Of, I mean, I mean, born gay, ch- choice, whatever. I, 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 I don't know. I don't care. But let's say it was I was born this way, and I had to deal with this my whole life, and it was a struggle. Okay, you know what? Good on her for saying. You know what? Kevin's got a point. It stinks having this, so I don't blame him for not wanting a child that's gay. Okay, good for you, you know? But they're also living a different lifestyle than I am, too. You know, different world. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they're in California. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, maybe it's easier over there. I don't know. I don't know. But, but um, uh, hey, it's out there. All the listeners, I don't want my children to be gay either, okay? So if, if that puts me in the same boat as Kevin Hart, I guess it does. But yeah. I don't want them to do that, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. 
And uh, the, 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 the thing that's probably the bigger deal is like there's almost this rule that you're not even allowed to, to talk about it. Yep, um, agree. And I'm not going to say if I'm right or wrong, but let's say that I believe science says you're not born gay. And some of us are arguing, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. well it doesn't, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care if you're right. I don't care if I'm right. What I care is that we should have a country where we can, where we can talk about stuff sure. like that. Yeah. With, without hatred. Now, I actually think we should be able to get heated. We should be able to maybe even yell sure. a little bit about it. Absolutely. And argue about it. But I don't think we should ever have an environment that says you can't discuss it. Okay? So Absolutely. that's the first thing I want to say. Whatever it is, whether it's you're born gay, you're not born gay, whether it's I don't want my kids to be gay, what, whatever it is. Yeah. Now, because I'm the person that always plays the uh, kind of the shoes on the other foot, you know, what, what, what would I do if somebody wanted to talk about, well, I think rape's sometimes okay. <laughs> you know, it's like, what? okay, my point is <laughs> that I do think if someone thought that, I still don't think it's beneficial for society to say, you can't talk about it. I might want to say, don't talk about that around my kids. Right. But I might say that about the gay issue, too. Yep, that's right. That's right. I might say, there's the right forum for it, and if you really believe that, let's light a cigar. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Let's have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Even though I think the person would be insane that thought that way. Right. But I, I just don't see any benefit to society for saying, no, 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 we can't talk about that. Right. You're wrong and we just can't talk about it. Yeah. So that, um, tell well, me what it's, you think. It's, it, uh, one of your previous podcasts, uh, when you had, had the question about a female killing somebody that is, that whole thing, okay? Yep. Okay, <clears throat> that's the kind of the territory you're kind of trending on. It's, uh-oh, the ice is getting a little bit thinner. Yeah. The, the further you go out, and maybe, I don't know, 40, 50 years ago, the homosexual talk was that thin ice. That ice has grown a little bit in today's world. Yeah, yeah. So let's take your rape scenario. In 20, 30 years, is that all of a sudden going to become, that ice is going to be a little bit thicker and, oh, maybe it is okay, you know? Like, is that where our society is going down? You know, the slippery slope. That's, that's, uh, yeah. Well, and you got to... It's time for a cigar on. review, but yes, it, we have kind of tipped just a little towards maybe it's okay for younger people, maybe not children, but when you get close to the line, maybe it's okay for them to experiment a little bit. Yeah. Because of well, some horrible. It. Yeah. So we'll yeah. we might yeah. come back to that. Yeah. We'll, we can. Well, we will come back to it. We'll either decide to talk about it or not. But it's yeah. time for the update on this Don Pepin Blue, which I'm really liking. And I've been talking so much, I'm probably paying less attention to the cigar and just too much attention to topics here. So let me let me give a nice big draw here. I'm I'm very interested in this because it's a it's a interesting looking cigar. Well, uh, since you said that, yes, I'll make a comment. Um, and this is something I learned in the last five years. You you know you think if you buy the Don Pepin Blue cigar, it's going to taste like the Don Pepin Blue cigar. Why does it matter if I smoke a Toro or a Lancero or a Churchill? Well, here's the thing. The ratio, most of the, 70% of the flavor, according to cigar people, comes from, 70% or more, comes from the wrapper. Oh. So, if you buy a Lancero, the percentage of wrapper to filler uh-huh. is higher. Yep. yep. If you buy a Toro, or if you buy a big ring, 60 ring gauge, yeah. the percentage of wrapper to filler is lower. So, it does change the taste. Okay. 
uh, somewhat depending on what's made. So you're getting allegedly lots of wrapper, mm -hmm. less filler in a Lancero, and that's why a Corona or a Lancero I like to buy. Sometimes I like Churchill's just because they're big. If I'm going to have an hour and a half, two hour smoke, I like yep. them. But yep. um, I like Lancero's for that. So I'm getting um, uh, some interesting stuff here. So I'm tasting um, like, uh, and, and the first cigar update's always the hardest because I'm like, if I don't, if I'm not for sure of myself, but there's like a like a like a leafy almost. Uh, it's kind of a it's barely sweet, but it's like it's like a a leafy flavor. I know it's weird to say leafy, but kind of a brand. Like if you think of burning leaves outside in the fall, yeah. but with a little bit of sweet behind it. There's a hint of coffee, and it's not. I was expecting it to be super spicy, and it's not. But there's just the right amount, like just a little bit of spice, and that's the tingly spice on your tongue. Not baking spice, which are two different things. Yeah. Um, and so I want a little more sweet, but I'm getting a hint of sweet. There might be a little bit of earth, um, some earth in the background. And with Nicaraguan cigars, in the past I've got kind of a bitter, dirty earth I didn't like. I'm not getting yeah. this. The thing that I like about this, I'm not getting that dirty earth that I don't like. I'm getting just enough earth, maybe a little sweetness with it that I do like. And um, the retro hail stung my nose just a little, but it wasn't wasn't bad. It, it emphasized the flavors a bit, so I like what I'm getting so far. Good. So yeah. So there we go. Don Pepin Blue. Um, so we'll. I'm uh, going to remember all these nuggets now when you read the actual, you know, description. Yeah. We'll it's really it. hard not to. Like it's really hard. Joe and I are always like, but sometimes we even cover it with a piece of paper. It's like I don't want to see what I'm supposed to be tasting. <laughs> so um, and I do think. Even though my cold's mostly gone, it could be hindering me a sure. little. But I'm going to say I'm a, I'm good enough today yeah. To, yeah. to handle this. So um, we were on this the fact that it's maybe a little more appropriate to talk about sexual things with children now than it used to be, yeah. and th that's kind of the way. I mean, as kind of the urban, trendy, progressive cities try to kind of dominate the cultural narrative. Those things do kind of seep into um, us, the small town, and, and I don't mean to say we're dumb, but the small town people that have some values that would say, no, no, it's, yep. you're flat out wrong there. Well, it's that wholesomeness. Yeah. 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 It's not wholesome in some of these urban areas. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the, go ahead. I was just going to say that the, the whole sexual thing, I mean, we're really going to go down deep dark here, but I mean, the porn industry pornography my word these kids have these phones at such an early age and boop it's right there it's right there for the taking i i listen to a radio uh station up in the twin cities and it's a morning show and before the seven o'clock hour they can get kind of nasty on it and sure. they'll talk about stuff <clears throat> mm -hmm. and it just blows my mind i'm like that's out there you know and it's it's free for the taking yep. any kid that has wi-fi or or the so yeah, so it doesn't shock me one bit that kids are going down this 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 road. Yep. And and the the thing is, and, and thank goodness that some of the technology and filters. If you're a responsible yes. parent, you can probably have a filter on yeah. your kids' phones. But you can't stop yeah. Julia from texting naked pictures of yep. her 12 year old body to yep. your 12 year old son. Yep. If they're if they're allowed to yep. call and text each other. Yep. You 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 can't control it all, so it has to you know. We have to realize the world we're living in, and it is it is horrible because I I dealt with teens, um, you yeah. know, 
sexting, you know, bad talk and photos and stuff when I was working yeah. with youth. And the most the most personal <clears throat> it ever got wasn't pornographic, but um, a guy that got in trouble for possibly having sex, oh, no. like in the bathroom <sighs> of the building where I was operating a youth club. Oh, we no. don't know that for sure, but we do know that he kind of <laughs> snuck snuck out, and we do know that his girlfriend ended up pregnant. We don't know that they were oh, having sex there, but he got boy. in big trouble <clears throat> for that. He texted me, um, I can't it's five years ago, but it was something like I'm gonna. Like, I'm going to kick the crap out of you and stomp your balls or something like that. And uh, the problem was, he didn't think about the fact that he'd turned 18. He was a high school senior, and he'd turned 18. And threatened you. I called the cops, and they said, <laughs> he's 18, we don't have to call his dad. And they knew who I was. I'd been 15 years in the community yeah. working with youth. He said, you can press charges. Or we can just pay him a visit and not press charges. Yeah. I said, scare him a little. That's the right thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Of course, his dad got wind of it. <laughs> his dad probably treated him worse than a night yeah. in jail would have. Even at eighteen, who cares? A, a dad yeah. still has that. Yeah. His my da- dad got upset at me. I I cower a little bit too. You know. I wish I wish I would have had that dad. I I didn't. But yeah. uh, but my mom kind of <laughs> yeah. tried well, tried to do that. So this is good. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, and it was it was just kind of funny seeing him squirm when his dad was yeah. sitting there saying, "You yeah. have to apologize to this guy," and you know all this stuff, and you know, and I, I didn't. I had a reason to not press charges too. First of all, I I thought it was pretty innocent to begin with. Sure, but he was going into the service, oh. which I think was the best yeah. thing for him yeah. to do. Don't hinder that. And it's like, man, if I press charges, he's gonna that's gonna be a big deal. Yeah, and so. Yeah, that may have been the best thing for him is to get a little authority and, and uh, respect. And and that's the nice thing about small town because the cops knew who I was. Yeah. And yeah. so they're like, hey, we'll we'll stand behind you on this. Yep. And yep. Uh, that's that's we really, know your reputation. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's yep. uh that's just really cool. And of course, he didn't have much recourse because it was right there on my phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, but uh, well, so um, where do we go next? There's some. Okay, okay, yeah, I, I know where I want to go. I'm glancing at my notes here. Have you heard much about the China trade trade deal? It's, I mean, not, there really isn't a deal, but have you heard much about the negotiations? They, yeah, didn't they just have another uh, round of it? Uh, it sounds like they're promising, but nothing's been purchased. Kind of one of those things, you know, and again, that affects Iowa a lot. Soybeans and pork. I know. Um, they're, they're promising it, but... Who knows? I, I Who work knows? on a pig farm, so I'm like, yeah, I want to sell pork to China. <laughs> yeah, know, so, I know. I know. know. I won't yeah. get a raise, but I'll probably have a job for longer. Exactly. If that happens. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Well, what I wanted to go into, and this is, you know, at Doug and Joe Talk, we don't necessarily report the news. We don't want to ever give you inaccurate information, but we do. We don't necessarily give you all the details on the news. We <laughs> what we want to do is we want to focus on the principles behind the news. Uh-huh. So, um, in the report, I heard. That it said that the people that were negotiating, and I can't remember who it is for the U.S., but U.S. and China were talking, and at the end of the meeting, no conclusions had been come to, but they're hoping to reach a fair and balanced agreement. Yes. And I'm thinking, okay, who gets to decide what's fair and what's balanced? Right. <laughs> yep. yep. <clears throat> and I, you know, I'm a free trade guy. I just want to say, let everybody do their thing. Yeah. But China. Sucks. <laughs> um, with all, uh, mm, uh-oh. Mm, uh-oh. No! No! I've been talking too much. I lost Relight. it. Relight. Relight. Uh, 
can't believe I lost my cigar. I feel like no I feel like bueno. a, a a bad cigar smoker now. I think that's my first relight ever on the podcast. By the way, I've I've heard a click every once in a while listening to him. Joe's relit. Oh, okay. All right, she's cherry now. Darn, man. Yeah, that's what I guess. You can. I need to let you talk more or something. Yeah, right, something so. like mm. that. We may go down bad rabbit trail. So, <laughs> so do you have anything to say about what would be fair and balanced with China? Let me just throw it out there that way. Fair and balanced. Um, I wish there was less. I, I think it has so much more to do with currency than it really is about <coughs> what's fair. You know, the tariffs. Well, I'll just you know, tariffs is the big thing. <clears throat> if you quit manipulating your currency, if yeah. you treat your yeah. people fairly, um, that would go a long ways. Um, but yeah, you you scratch our back, we'll scratch yours. We're both we're both superpowers. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be not at war, let's be friends. We can both benefit from this. You have stuff we want. We have stuff you want. Let's work together. But that doesn't happen. When, when, when powers want to stay above, you know, we're, we're the two big ones. We're the two biggest yeah, economies. That's, that's the thing. So, and we both want to be on top. Well, we can't both be on top. It doesn't work that way. Um, but you can't survive without us. It'd be really hard for us to survive without you, but, you know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, so, anybody that listens to the podcast knows, I'm, I just, I think free trade's a great place to start and yeah. really a pretty good place to end. But in some cases, and China is probably the worst, is the one place where we have to say, you don't play fair, and we at least have to stay at the table ongoing. Yes. Because they're pr- probably intellectual property is their biggest violation. I yeah. would say manipulating their currency is probably the second. Yeah. Yeah. And the rest, you know, we can try to influence them, but I'm not sure that we're going to, you know, you know, we can try to make them convince them that they shouldn't have state-owned businesses and they yeah. shouldn't be, you know, sending sending large ships full of, you know, 50 cent items over to America and then opening their eBay account once the ship arrives in America and undercutting all of our products. Right, right. Some of that we can't help, but I think we should be, we should be there at the table regularly. Yes. At least trying to hammer them and saying, hey, listen, we need to, we need each other and we need to try to play fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really feel sorry for the folks that are getting hammered with intellectual property stuff because, you know, you, you write a book. And as long as it sells in America and Canada and, you know, a few other places in the world, you're making money. But the yeah. moment you try to sell that book in China, they get a PDF of it and they print a million copies right, of it right. and they make money selling <clears throat> yep. it and you don't. And I think that was part of this latest talks that they did. They, they were, or uh, the U.S. accused China of taking stuff and kind of stealing ideas. I, I, I heard about that, but I didn't really get into it. But that was one of the things that they were bringing up against them, too. So... Yeah, I don't know. It's hmm. yeah. Uh, hey, I, I I'll admit it right away. I'm a Trump guy. We got the negotiator, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what and, happens. And He's I think got a we, lot on his plate. We need to stay at the table and negotiate. I don't necessarily think his approach, <clears throat> like like the fact when he talks about trade deficits, I don't. It doesn't matter if you have a trade deficit because I have a trade deficit with Walmart. Right. Because I buy way more stuff from them than they buy from me. But, but nobody's complaining. Right. I'm glad I have the cheap prices and the rude 
and the rude teller, or not teller, but rude checkout people, yeah. because I don't want them to pay those checkout people anymore. I want to keep my prices low. I'm happy. But <laughs> if you've got if, 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 if you've got a thousand dollar trade deficit with Walmart, but you're not bringing in a thousand dollars from somebody else, that's when it's bad. You know, who do we have the trade deficit in our favor with? I don't well, know what other countries we've got well, that, that have that. The, the, the deception <clears throat> is that a trade deficit is a bad thing. All it means is you're buying the stuff you want to buy. Right. And yeah. they're not buying from you, and that's okay right. if somebody doesn't buy from you. Yeah. I, I just think it's a, it's a false flag that's not necessary. There are things to look at, yeah, like the manipulating currency and stuff yep. that I said before, yep. but not trade deficit. And it sounds like Trump talks about trade deficits in a way that's like, that doesn't make sense. But stay at the table, keep talking to China, and, yep. and figure this out. And there are reasons sometimes to put tariffs on other than economically, just to say, knock that off. We don't want you going into that country. We don't want you you know, trying to dominate. Or even to just bolster up your product in, in the United States. Because we're paying a, a fair wage, hey, you know what? If you put a tariff on there, I don't know. That That's manipulation, too. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm less in favor, without, without going down a without really digging into this deep, I'm not in favor of tariffs to bolster the American economy. Right. Um, not because I'm not America first, but because I actually don't think... In, what it does is it it picks a winner in the American economy yeah. over somebody else in the American economy. Because if they say, well, you can't... You know, they're making cheap steel, and we're going to put a tariff right. on it so that the steel manufacturers can sell... Competitively, well, all that means is this company that needs a steel can't buy it as cheap as they could right. and make American right. products and save American jobs, and they right. should be able to do that. Yeah. But it's picking the American steel over the Chinese, which oh, okay, I want American, but they're not realizing that these yeah. people are losing out. Yeah. So um, anyway, uh, it's time for an update. And I'm really excited about this update. I'm talking fast too. Did I have coffee before I came? No, I didn't. <laughs> this might have a lot of nicotine. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not feeling it, but um. But uh, Don Pepin Blue, um, I would. It's a full bodied, so it could have a lot of nicotine. I'm not feeling woozy, but I am talking fast, and I didn't have coffee, so um, maybe I'm just excited because it's not Joe. It's, that it's, could be. It's, it's Mark today. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little different. A little different. So um, after my relight, I started drawing a little faster to, to make sure I was keeping it lit, and it was actually better. It was pulling in some sweetness, um, a little bit of baking spice, um, and. Uh, a little bit of a little bit of spiciness in a good way was was coming up a bit. There's a there's a hint of coffee. It seems like the earth has kind of dropped off. And uh, I don't like cigars that burn the crap out of my nasal passage when I retrohale. Yeah. This one doesn't, which surprises me because it's all Nicaraguan. So somebody did a good job blending this. It's it's not overpowering. The flavors are really good. In fact. Um, I might have to buy some more of these. It's, I'm, I'll make the final that decision good. at the last at the last um, <laughs> update. But um, it wasn't wowing me in the beginning, but it's starting to now. So uh, I'm liking liking what I'm getting. I might be getting a little bit of sweet breadiness, which is one of my favorite things to get. Yeah. And I wouldn't expect that from a Nicaraguan, but somebody's done something good here. It yeah. might be the Corojo um, 99 wrapper. I'm not sure. But kudos to... Uh, uh, what is it? Juan Pepin Garcia, I think's his name, uh, that made this cigar. And so, uh, that's my update for now. That's a really positive one. I'm liking it and I'm going to not let it go out. Mm. <laughs> but the retrohale is really, really nice. A light retrohale is great. It really, 
really ups the flavors. So, um, <clears throat> well, speaking of China, this isn't a good segue, but it's interesting. Um, and I don't have a whole lot of comments, really. Maybe I do. Tesla. Yes. Build his first factory in China. I heard, and their stocks went up. Yep. yep. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> because I was saying, knocking China, stealing ideas, I wonder if China's going to, in, in five mm-hmm. years, if China's going to have an electric car factory yeah. competing with yeah. Tesla, you know? And, and how much... You know, how much government can go into Tesla now and get their technology, things like that. Yeah, you're right. So, my hat's off to Tesla. If you want to start a factory, you do it, you make your money, but beware. The the only thing that kind of just bothers me about that is when you think of how much government subsidy Tesla has gotten from the U.S. government. And now they're bringing it over to China. That kind of, sort of, just sticks in my craw a little bit, but hey, okay, Good for you guys. I'm an Good American. job, Elon. I'm American. I'm an American first guy. If I was on the world economy and had a chance to make millions of dollars building cars in China, yeah. I would do it too. Yeah. I would still be yeah. an American I first guy, but I'd be like, you know yeah. what? I want to hire some Christians over in China because I like Christians. Yeah. If if you can find any. No. Yeah. You <laughs> can find them. Yeah. They, they're there, but they may not come out of the woodwork. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, yep. Mm. Uh, One thing about Lanceros, I'm going to throw even though it's not, my update was kind of over. I'm going to say it's about Lanceros. Because they're a smaller ring gauge, you do have to... They Sometimes they're a little tighter. Because the idea is it's got the same long filler tobacco in it. They just work it to where it's a little skinnier. Oh. So sometimes they're tighter, which it's just to be expected. Harder pull, then. Yeah, harder draw. Okay. Harder draw. And um, Okay. Do you have one of those dealies that you kind of shove in there to kind of loosen it up, or not really? I don't agree with this, but I've heard... You shouldn't use those if you don't have to. Okay. They, I've heard it makes it, 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 it affects it, but I've never, I've done it a couple times. I've never noticed it really hindering the flavor. I think if you can open it up and it, as long as the cherry's burning straight, I think sure. you should still be yep. getting the right, yep. the right amount of draw. But ideally, <coughs> it's packed so that the smoke's drawing through all of the tobacco, yep. not just one little hole in the middle. Oh, I see. I'm not sure I've ever noticed. I've, I've got this little tooth, long toothpick right here. Oh, so yeah. You see that? Okay. <laughs> it's not a $20 thing I bought off Cigars International. I just... <laughs> What is it? A skewer? It works. What is, what is that for? Where you put vegetables on yeah, it? Yep, yep, for kebabs. Yeah, kebab, yeah it's a skewer. kebab skewer. That's what it is. Yep. So, And I just keep that in here. And yeah, What you don't want to do is poke out the side, though. When you're, no, that, would be bad. that would ruin your cigar. So, <laughs> no, it becomes a light cigar. Mm-hmm. Well, and I've done it before. If you ever do that, you basically just have to hold your finger over the hole. And you yeah. can smoke it until you get to the hole. So, yeah. anyway. Um, let's see... Oh, a couple fun things. Yeah, yeah, let's go to this. So, um, I, I don't have all the details, but this was fun if you if you haven't heard about it. Uh, a woman in the UK was banned f- from a pub <laughs> for wearing a t-shirt that had the dictionary definition of woman on it. Oh, no. <laughs> in London, you said. <laughs> well, UK. I don't, I don't okay. remember where. It okay. might have said where. My sister lives in the UK, so... Okay. okay. Uh, that doesn't shock me now. <laughs> okay, UK. Okay, so Oklahoma, UK is... Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, and I'm not sure I have too many comments on that, except it's the UK. Maybe I would expect that. But mm-hmm. it does kind of show where the world is going, and yeah. I hope America isn't going there. Yeah. You know, um, I probably wouldn't wear, wear a t-shirt that says I'm against gay marriage. You're asking for it. Well, yeah. yeah a little bit. But I'm yeah. not sure that that would... 
help me have a conversation with somebody that was in favor of gay marriage, and I'd rather sit down and smoke a cigar and talk yeah, to him about yeah. it. And, you know, <laughs> just... And I would have several Christian reasons, but I would also have some non-Christian reasons sure. as to why it's it's not a good thing. And I just... And if the pub owner, if that was a privately owned pub, that pub owner hey, can... He's got the right. Do yeah. what they want, so... Um, and along that line, this is a fun segue. Where's it at in my notes? Uh, Miss mm, Spain. Oh my word! Transgender. Yes, I heard about that. Um, where's the other? I'm looking. I'm looking through my notes. I apologize for those people who are sitting there waiting. For, oh, here we go. Here we go. Feminine Music Festival in Sweden <laughs> found guilty of discriminating. Yes. That was hilarious. Was, was that in Sweden? <clears throat> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. Because, <laughs> like, what, they're a feminist. Can't they say who they want to have and not have? Apparently not. But and in I, this world, you can't anymore. We're letting men be in Miss Universe contests. My word. Um, so, the, it, it's, it's, it's coming back around and kicking them in the butt now. So you get, hey, this is what you wanted. So I know. There you go. It's like you're saying, you're saying men and women are there's no difference. Well, then why can't they come to your feminist festival? Right. But I don't think they should be able to. I think you should no. be able. I think absolutely. You I want mean, an old women festival? Have an old women festival. That's fine. Andrew Clavin. If I don't know if you've listened to him, but he's with the Daily Wire. Ben Shapiro, one yep. of one yep. of the guys with uh, that, that that also does a podcast on the Daily Wire. He said, you know, and I, I love this when I heard him say it. He said. If you have a room full of guys doing guy things, talking about guy stuff, and a woman walks into the room, oh. it raises the level of the room. And he said, yeah. that's a good thing. It yeah. should. I'm not going to yeah. talk the same when a woman right. walks and you into shouldn't. the room. You should. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, that's, if my daughter walks in the room, I'm going to change the way I'm talking yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Um, that's just how it is and how it should be. And I'm like, that's I I couldn't have put that so well without stealing that from him. But I I like that. <laughs> and you know, if a woman sits down and wants to smoke a cigar and kick back and cuss, <laughs> okay. But I'm still probably going to talk a little different <laughs> with her in the room. Yeah. And I'm not sure I'm going to like her as well as a lady that might, you know, be in a pretty dress and bring me a drink and then say, "You boys have fun and leave." Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. And that's yeah. not a sexist thing. That's just yeah. my preference, yeah. you know. Um, so anyway, <laughs> yeah. we're we're heading down some fun paths here. When's uh, <laughs> so we got a little, we got a little bit of time before um, the. It's not pigeons. I wrote pigeons in my notes. It's quail. This is not a new news thing, but it's something Rand Paul's been talking about for a while. You hear about the eight hundred thousand dollars that yes. was spent studying. You Quails talked about that on the other podcast. Oh, I did. Okay. I already talked yes, about it. you talked well, about Well, we that. already talked about that on, one. On how uh, they act or something or react to sexual situations <laughs> or mating practices. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. And just our government wasting money once again. <laughs> well, then we'll skip that one because if I already talked about it. But um, the Washington Post had an article, kind of a Me Too thing, about don't sit on Santa's lap or hug your uncle. Oh my word! Trying to trying to suggest that if you have a kid <clears throat> that doesn't want to sit on Santa's lap, that you shouldn't encourage that. Like don't don't don't, don't encourage him to to sit on Santa's lap. Huh. Or if your uncle wants a hug, don't force him to hug your uncle. And the reason I wanted to talk about it is this because on one hand I sort of agree with him, 
Okay. But, uh, but their reasoning is wrong. Right. Even though I agree with that, yeah. I'm not going to force my kid to sit on Santa's lap. I'm not yeah. going to force my kid to hug anybody. Right. Maybe me. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, you know. Um, but, um, Keep that thing lit. I know it's not going out this time. So, um, but their logic was that you're you're kind of forcing some sexual thing on the kids. Yeah, that's... And that's ridiculous. It's Santa. I mean, and assuming that the Santa isn't a pervert, you know, you're you're just... Hey, this is Santa. Send all hey, It's good. And if the kid enjoys it, and it should be fine. Yeah. If the kid wants to hug Uncle Art, have the kid hug Uncle Art. Yeah. But I, I do think... So, the fact that they're sexualizing, it's ridiculous. And you have any input, by the way? Just because you've got kids and stuff. I think, so. Well, and, and I think these people that, that are for or encouraging the, the whole Santa thing, it's a nostalgic thing. Mm-hmm. It's what you did when you were a kid. You know? That was exciting. The whole hugging your uncle thing, okay, that's just a respect <coughs> thing. Like, you know, I understand, uh, again, we've gone down, you know, it's 40 years later now, times have changed, and there's idiots out there, you know? Um, but <laughs> here, here's a little bit of a rabbit hole one. This happened uh, maybe a week or two ago, I heard this story about this, this uh, oh, I think he was in California, but anyway, it was a it was a dad that his son. I may have get the story wrong, but I'll, I'm going to come around to the Santa thing again. I think it was his son and daughter. They found them dead and buried in his backyard, essentially. Oh, okay, wow. and the only reason why I think the son died first, and then the daughter died second. And the only reason why is because all of a sudden people are like, "Oh, where's the daughter at?" Well, what about the son? He's been gone for like 14 months. Well, come to find out, this guy was a Walmart Santa. Okay? So there are some Walmart Santas wow. out there. Or, or Santas yeah. out there that are bad people. Okay? That's the world we live in now. But I think it's a nostalgic thing for most yeah. people. No, you sit on Santa's lap and we're going to get this cute picture. And I'm going to put it on Instagram and Facebook so that everybody can get can like it. Yeah. That's what it is. But no, I'm with you. I would never. If my daughter would want to sit on Santa's lap. Fine, don't sit on Santa's lap. I don't care. Well, if you tried, to, if you tried to use the same logic and say, "There's two guys that live next door, and they're gay. They've been married for a long time, and one of them abused children. See that? You shouldn't let your kids be right. around gay people. Right. Yeah. No, that's the wrong logic. That's, that's not. I it. might not want them. Yeah. To know some things about that until they're older. I might not, you know, want them around them for other reasons, but not. Bad people do bad things. Right. That's not just because one uncle somewhere in the world abused their their niece. That doesn't mean I shouldn't teach my child to respect my uncle yep. and trust the people that I trust. Right. It's okay to do that. Right. And, and there's uh, been bad uncles for centuries. But in this day and age, we hear about it all. There's been Bad Santas, too. There was a movie made about Bad Santa. (laughs) I think there were two movies made. Who was that? Uh, I think it was an Uh, actor I really liked. Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, him. Oh, he was was great. And I never saw the movie, but I like him a lot. Don't watch it. Don't? Okay. Okay, that's a a movie review. Don't watch Bad Santa. Okay, great. (laughs) It's funny, but I don't recommend it. (laughs) Okay, so uh, cigar update. Don Pepin Blue. And I'm going to go ahead and read what I'm supposed to be tasting after I tell you what I'm tasting. Okay. Okay. So I'm getting... Um, the bread is nice. There might be a little bit of cream in there, but but not not much. But uh, a lightly sweet bread. And it's it's weird because sometimes I get distinct flavors, but this it's almost like the bread and the earth are like 
blended together. So there's a sweet bread and earth that I can't separate <clears throat> that's good. And it still has an overriding, and it's funny because it's leaves. And when you say you just kind of taste and smell burning leaves, because it is burning leaves, but, you know, like a fall leaves, you get that earthiness in the air and that aroma. That's there. And the hint of spice, I'm always saying I don't like spice. The hint of spice in this is just the right amount. Just the right amount in my nasal passage, just the right amount, like on the upper part of my throat. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely going to get another one of these. I mentioned coffee earlier. I don't think I'm getting coffee, but, but sometimes when the earth gets really deep, you're like, am I getting coffee? Am yeah. I getting dark chocolate? So maybe I am. And, uh, but I'm really enjoying this and, and the draw is a little snug, but I would say for a Lancero, sometimes that happens. So I'm not going to complain about the snug draw. Performance is great. It's, yeah. you know, it's burned great. I haven't commented on the ash, but a Lancero, the ash is going to fall off sure. pretty quick because it's, it's there's not much there holding yeah. it on. So, um, but nice, nice taste, good construction. <clears throat> the, the tip's holding up, you know, well. It's not unraveling. So, um, I'm loving this. I want to smoke it again. Um, so, according to what I'm supposed to taste, the blue loads the palate with rich coffee notes well-balanced by spice, chocolate, and a leathery finish. So I'm going to say I'm probably tasting some leather in there, and that's the one. I'm not getting coffee, although it says I should be, but maybe I am and I'm not identifying sure. it correctly. You always start questioning, is that really what I'm tasting? But um, <clears throat> but uh, so this is our third update, and um liking the Don Pepin Blue. So we'll have to get a few of those and maybe, Do it share, again. maybe share them someday. There you go. So give me the 10-second what you like about you yours. You know, it's a, it, it, it's mellow. It's just... It's a nice smoke, but I'm not an expert, so I'm. I think that I'm tasting coffee, um, but uh, uh, yeah, it's just a nice. And it really, it, it it definitely mellowed out the further into it. Like right now, it's really just a nice smooth. Yeah, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I would, if I would have told you in advance, I would have said you'll probably get some coffee out of that. <laughs> well, and that's what I. Yeah, I'm like that's the only thing that I'm tasting, yeah. but uh, not so, the only thing. But you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying. Yep. Yeah, that's definitely the thing that I'm getting out of it. So, yeah, it's a very good one. Very good one. All righty. Well, let's see here. Um, where am I going to go next? Um, so, this is a little bit of old news, but it might bring up an interesting conversation. I wonder if we talked about it. Did we talk about... Uh, somebody put an article in Vox a couple weeks back that Alexandria Occasional Cortex... Um, Cortex. <laughs> um, yeah, that she uh, they wanted her to run for president, and so oh. they would have to change a law, a law. Yeah, because she's not old enough. <laughs> oh, and she, they and they think I, I think the age is thirty two, but I'm not sure. I thought it was thirty five. It might be thirty five. I, I might be off. Thirty five. But yeah. she's apparently not old enough. I think she's tw maybe twenty nine or something like that. Oh my word! And they were like, "Oh, we should change the law so she can run for president." <laughs> oh no! I'm like. Uh, I don't know. I don't think that's a valid reason to change the law. And, I'm, and in fact, I'm pretty sure Joe and I did talk about this, but because um, I think we got into even voting. Like, I'm not boy. When I if I was when I was 18, I would have voted a lot differently than I would now. But I did vote a lot differently. Yeah. And but maybe that's okay. Isn't well, isn't yeah, that just is. part of life? Yeah, I'm an absolutely. adult. I should be able to vote. I'm an American. Absolutely. Even if yeah. I'm stupid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> I guess so. And yeah. Um, and I think there's a there's a reason for uh, for presidents needing to be older. So we we won't unpack that much. Did you? Uh, this is this I don't think we talked about. 
So uh, there's, and I think we've got just just to let you know where we are. We got about four minutes, and I'll do a final cigar wrap before we wrap up. But I'm I'm going to throw this out and just see where this goes. Emotionally disturbed people. Now you can. That's a. I think that's a cop term. EDPs or something like that. But apparently the people that are having mental trouble are kind of one of those things that's hard to deal with in our culture. Um, if you have mental issues, does the mental person have a right to say, I'm not going to take my medication? Should you violate their rights and force them to take their medication? If you don't, are they going to end up on the street and cause other public trouble? Um, is it our responsibility as a society to pay millions of dollars to a facility that can take care of them or right. or what? So all of this stuff about emotionally disturbed people or mentally, you know, mentally ill people, what's... You know what? What can happen with that? And and I know we don't have a lot of time, but uh, since you're not here regularly, and and I am, if you have any any thoughts about um, that, what would what would your thoughts? I be? would say this: as long as I, I kind of take that libertarian approach, as long as you don't hurt me or take my <laughs> stuff, and you don't want to take your pills, fine. Do what it knock yourself out, you know. But if you, not on your pills, are going to be going deranged and hurting people or property, okay, now we got a problem. Now we've got a crime. Uh, that's my thought on that. Um, the millions of dollars that we pay in to help out people who are mentally not there, we're a very rich country. We're a very compassionate country. And uh, I, I would say if, if we're going to be that way anyway, I'd rather help out people in our country than... People in other country, you know, our country first. Then we'll, you know, whether well, they're like, an American just, citizen than an illegal immigrant, right? Just like the oxygen mask <laughs> yep. in a plane. I'll, yep. I'll be glad to help you, but we need to take care of our country first. We need to be strong before we can help others. So that's my short answer to that. Um, so what if the person that isn't taking their meds is camping out on the side of the road with fifty of his mentally disabled buddies, and your property values are going down because of it? Yeah, that stinks. That's that's when uh, it does stink. He, but, I, yeah. but isn't that still his right? <clears throat> does he <laughs> does he own that property that he's on? It's public property. It's public property. Okay, so who's paying for that public property? You are. I'm raising my hand. This yeah. is bad for for a podcast, but I'm raising my hand. <laughs> I paid for that property. I want that property. You know, park whatever it is. Well, I want to enjoy that too as a park. It's not a KOA. You're not allowed to sleep there. If it's a campground, okay. Then, all right, you're there. But there are also signs posted up at a lot of campgrounds that say, you cannot be here for more than X amount of days. You know, that type of stuff in a row. Um, that's that's my thought on that. Well, I, I appreciate those thoughts. And if we had more time, we and I might even unpack this with Joe at some point as well. I want to throw out there, I'm glad you said you're kind of libertarian up front because I think that's in, in general a good approach. I think in general, as... The United States government, and perhaps even the Iowa government, we need to quit allowing putting policies in place that allow people to not be responsible for their own. Yep. yep. So on some level, if that's your son, we need to not have something that takes care of him so you don't have to. Right. Because that actually is harming someone else's rights, yep. taking their money and hurting their property by not... Keeping things the way it should be, which is you take care of your own. Right. And as long as we put those incentives there, people will say, well, I don't have to take care of him. We can, the, the government can, we can send to the government right. facility. But that government facility 
is taking someone else's money. Right. And the the first and best situation is for that person to be taken care of by their own. Whoever their own is, I'm using that phrase and on purpose. that's biblical. <clears throat> it is. You are supposed to take care of your mother when the husband dies. You know, that, that type of stuff. You're, that's your responsibility. When no one's there to take care of her, okay, now she has to go someplace else. We live in a country, again, very rich, and boom, now, now you know, we're a compassionate country. But in other countries where we don't have a government that can take care of everything, guess what? It's the younger family that takes care of that older adult or that mentally, uh, uh, you know, me- mental person. Um, yeah, that's... And one last thing I'm going to put, I'm going to add to what you said. You said we're compassionate people. I believe compassion and charity are things that we need to do. But I think when compassion or or charity is forced by law, right, it is then it then becomes morally wrong. Yep. So if we remove the government, and then the people have to take care of their own, and and maybe even on some level, I wouldn't mind forcing them a little bit. I'm still pretty libertarian, but maybe forcing them a little bit to take care of their own. Yeah. And then saying, okay, Mark, you and I, we can give to that charity over there that's right. going to help if we want to. Right. But we sh- our money shouldn't be taken and forced to give to that charity. Right. And that's what the government right. does. So yep. that's that's the short answer. And um, quick cigar wrap. Um, spice just went up a little bit. Not enough for me to complain about it. I've probably got... Ten minutes left on my cigar. I don't know. You're oh, I'm, I'm still I'm still smoking a little bit, but I got to relay here. Yeah, but I'm getting to the end. I'm yeah, getting to the uh, end. and uh, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna call it a wrap. The Don Pepin Blue was awesome, and I appreciate Mark sitting in for Joe this week. Joe's gonna be gone for at least two weeks, and uh, we appreciate all the listeners out there. Thank you for listening to Doug and Joe talk. <laughs>